The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. I'm Rev Skip. Aloha, I'm Faith Rivera, and we are still dancing, though missing <laughs> our our number three. Love yeah. to Chatty, Chatty Daddy, he'll, Chad Bradford. He'll be back soon. He'll yes, be back very, very will. soon. He How's will. it going, Faith? Um, what's new in your life? <laughs> oh my gosh! You know what? I've been saving this one. Oh, oh, good. Yeah, because this this came from last Sunday, I think. Yeah. So. I'm, I'm laying in bed. I have a great meditation. I come out, you know, say good morning to the family. They had been watching, I don't know what, YouTube shorts or something with their daddy or something. And uh, I get in my mind, I'm thinking, you know, I don't get to take him to church every Sunday. And I've been telling myself, you know, I want to be able to teach these, you know, spiritual principles to them. So I have the brilliant thought. I'm like, kids, go look on YouTube. Look up Abraham Hicks. For those of you that, you know, follow us, you know, I love their teachings. Mm-hmm. I swear, Rev Skip, I thought it was an inspired moment. We go and look, and if I don't find the perfect video, some of them go so deep with different languaging that my kids were lost. And I found yeah. the more I kept trying to force like this spiritual teaching moment, <laughs> the worse it got. And I felt yeah. so like uncomfortable, but I couldn't stop the train. And I was like, by the time I walked away, it was like, wah, wah. It's like, <laughs> would, would it have been better if I just let them continue their beautiful morning? And I, I wasn't, I get, yeah. And I, was I not aligned even though I meditated and felt inspired? Yeah, it was like a wrong, it was the wrong timing, dude. So have you found that ever? Yeah, but- I work with, you know, I work with teens and in youth department here at our yes. center for yes. spiritual living. And yes. I always am marveled by how much they really do know. They come to this planet with this consciousness already open and aware, 
further than my parents ever came with the consciousness. So I believe, mm -hmm. you know, every moment's a great moment for some, <laughs> some learning, you know, and yeah, you know, they learned, they learned bad timing by mommy and we're oh quite my goodness, but it's, it's always a good time to teach spirituality. I believe, you know. I yes. Well, here's what's funny: how the morning unfolded was. A friend texted me and said, "Well, I'm going to church. Karen Drucker is going to be here." And I forgot oh. Karen, Karen, our beautiful Karen Drucker. She's you know one of our Love most her. loved, yeah, New Thought artists. And in fact, I helped put her in touch with the Rev so she could be there that that, that particular weekend. I forgot. 10 minutes, I had 10 minutes before 10 a.m. So I'm like whipping on my clothes and none of the family wanted to come. Oh, they had started weeding. And so I go off on my own. And do you know what? It was in the middle of the sermon. My sweet husband forced the kids, got them all changed up from their weeding, sweat and all that stuff. They surprised mm -hmm. me. He said, I didn't want you to you know, have to go alone. So I was like, we got to all, we got to see Karen Drucker do her thing. And she met Kai when Kai was not even a year old. So I knew it meant a lot for her to see them. So anyway, you're right. There was still love and cool stuff. So much love. Yeah. So much love. I, I, that's amazing. What it's about amazing. you? What about you? What's going on with you, Mr. In you Transition know, to yeah, Greatness? I'm in, I'm in transition to another position, um, or not another position, but well, just the next iteration oh. of my life. So I yeah. think right now what I'm kind of working on, because this is probably going to go out the week before I go to Malta. Oh, yeah. I'm going to Malta for the yeah. music festival that I love, dance festival. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to be there for about six days. It's a quick trip. Um, wow. Get over there, boom, then come home. But I am bringing my computer because I have my fourth book. It's almost done. Oh, and God. it's another book of essays. And I'm adding Beautiful. more to the essays. And I'm giving little tips on things people always ask me, like, what's a mantra? And what's, what's the, the difference theme? between what's... Or the title, the title, or... Oh, it's just um, wisdom. Wisdom. Okay, nuggets, golden nuggets, SSPs, We are we're moving to a lot of different maybe possible um, yeah. titles, but a lot of it yeah. is things that you know essays that I love writing yes. and things that people have asked me about, like what's the difference between an affirmation and a mantra, or how do you really how do you meditate? Is there anything like a good meditation and a bad meditation? Mm -hmm. So it's it's a it's a combination of different writings and just just my view on spirituality. And I always say that you know we got to remember that you know theology comes from the word thesis and every minister, every spiritual leader is sharing their thesis, their theory on what spirituality is. So this is a book of my thesis, my 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 theory. So and wow. um share it with the world and you know it's it's kind of you know going through the little fear moments here sometimes have to be you know, have to go you know clear my head get centered again because you know mm -hmm. it's a big step stepping down as senior minister here in yes. Fort Lauderdale. Yes. But I also know that I might not know but I know the knower who knows, so I can yes. lead into the knower who knows. Yes. And, yes. you know, Jerry has been a real, you know, my partner Jerry has been a really great um, help in mm -hmm. that. It keeps me centered and it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's all going to be okay. And it's the yes. unknown. It's, it's really the unknown time of the unknown, you know? It's all the unknown. Even when we, d we think like, oh, this is stable, you know, um, 
And I don't know, I think that, <laughs> I think I love living in the unknown a little bit because I, I, I imagine the few short times like I was a file clerk, you know, where I could predict my day and I clock in, clock out. Those did not last long. I mean, like six months is how long that lasted. Uh, I don't even know what my point is, just that um, I really feel you, you and I always talk about intention, that it's really what we make of this time. And back yeah. to your book, um, I mean, I understand what you're saying about thesis, but I, I, for me, I feel it's more powerful for that. It's, um, you know, this wisdom that you've gained from a life lived, a life, um, you know, focused on expansion and growth and, you know, all that amazing stuff. So it's, it's, thank you. It's more like golden nuggets. <laughs> well, you know, whatever it's going to be, I know it's yeah. already, it's in, in God, it's, it's in spirit. Yeah. But I am doing some new meditations and, you know, I'm trying to get some Faith Rivera, you know, um, um, instrumentals on there and see, oh, you know, where we right. could we could get get this kind of collab going, as the kids would say, collab. Um, yes. <laughs> Wait, so did I give you a whole playlist? Yeah, I, I do. I just okay, need to go good, through okay, it. Good. I just okay, need to good. go through it like... and, and <laughs> think and think about it and get it up there and 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 mix it and I'll get it over to Nolan and he'll do the final remixing yes, or whatever it is. Yeah. And so it's gonna happen. I'll have a little bit more free time now that you know coming in October. A well, little you, bit more free time. Well, I was going to say the theme, I think, is just this ongoing creativity and creation, right? From your books yeah. to what, what's new for us. You know, I announced the other week, you know, I'm a creative director of a modeling agency. What? I love it. I <laughs> it love just it. means it just means I'm, you know, I'm really there to, to help my, my daughter and do what I can. But on the mm -hmm. topic of creativity, I'm sorry, well, are we ready? I'm like, no, 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 not yet. Because you, right. you spark something. You Take spark something in me okay. that um you know walter russell one of our new thought you know pioneers uh -huh. would say you know and wrote in his book you know the man who um who who, who talked to stars you know the man or it's a great book anyway and he says that. in the book um that as we get older we become even more creative and we're meant to do multiple creative things we're okay. just not here just to, to stay in our lane because we yeah. have many lanes that we can be creative with. So yes. you being a, you know, a, a creative <laughs> director of a, of a volunteer, <laughs> that's right in, in, in the alignment to where you're, where you're going to, you know? Yes, yes, yes. And I think that's a perfect segue <laughs> talking about that. Um, we have an amazing guest today. I'm so excited. It's my longtime friend. I mean, he helped me write my first song. He's always been my role model of what it means to be a true artist and musician. It is Daniel Ho. I don't know if he's going to be popping on here. He is a ukulele virtuoso. Hello. He is a slack, slack key guitarist, a multi-instrumentalist, a composer, an arranger, a singer, songwriter, a producer, an audio engineer. He even films, I know, and edits his own videos and on top of all that talk about a lot of lanes um he's a six-time grammy award winner not to mention his 12 i think nominations and he's worked uh, you know our show daniel is called voices of unity and we always talk about diversity and inclusivity okay you are the model artist <laughs> because you have worked with what was this aboriginal Taiwanese Aborigine, all the way to, um, I think there was Tak Matsumoto in Japan. Um, I, I mean, you can fill in the blank, everything from Hawaiian to anything world. Um, 
It's Daniel. So it's our honor to have you on our show and have you share yeah, about all your new projects. Button. We need to get an applause button. I want sound effects with applause. We could you know? also clap. Yeah, but you know, it's easier when you just hit a button. It's easier when you just hit a button. Hey, Daniel, welcome to the show, brother. How you doing, man? Thank you, Reverend Skip. I'm so happy to be here. And I, I love what you're talking about and believe what you say. And I'm happy to share about what I've learned on my experiences in, in working with these different cultures. Uh, we just came back from Greenland where oh, we spent some weeks you know, working with Greenlandic people and sharing um, wow. our music, our uh, original and Hawaiian music and uh, Mongolians and, you know, all, all kinds of people. I'm working with a Mexican artist now. And, wow. and I learned so much, not just about music, but about their culture and how it ties to their beliefs and spirituality. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. is it true that the ukulele it's probably the easiest of string instruments to pick up? It's one of the easiest instruments period. Okay. Not not just string instruments. Um it's easier to produce sound mm. on the drum uh cuz you can just hit it, but as far as uh pitched instruments um it's very easy because you can take it with you everywhere. Um mm. it's inexpensive inexpensive so it's accessible i practice on the airplane you know on a on a trip to denmark you know copenhagen i I can get a few hours of practice in and watch three movies (laughs) and practice while i'm watching the movie (laughs) wait wait but are you um i mean are you making sound or is it yeah well and it's okay dead string oh okay okay the ambient noise of an airplane is is quite high Got it, uh, got so it. You can barely hear it anyway, but sometimes I'll just mute the strings and work on my right hand technique while I'm watching a movie um, or practice memorizing a song. Yeah. How do you mute the strings? Oh, I just hold it. Like, I just hold it like this and I'll. Oh. I'll just work on my so you can't strings. even hear it. You can't yeah. even hear it. Oh, wow. And, um, and I designed this ukulele, a tiny tenor. So oh, it, oh, yeah, he's a designer together. Yeah. A size of a concert ukulele. Uh-huh. But it's a full tenor ukulele, so it has a very small headstock, and you can just sit in a, an airplane seat or a car uh-huh. seat or a train seat and just play. And I found in my travels that's really important because, you know, one of the most important things to me in life is time. It's the most mm. precious asset we have, nice and uh-huh. I don't like to waste it. And if mm-hmm. I'm wasting it in any way or feel like I am, then I don't feel like I'm doing my life you know <laughs> it's not all that it can be i'm not doing it justice so I'm working towards something developing something creating mm-hmm. something or you know just putting good out in the world that way yeah yeah where in the world do you live i live in los angeles mm-hmm. right. uh, i I'm born and raised in hawaii uh, down the street <laughs> from me <laughs> is right now in in tiny uh-huh. uh, and i left when i was 18 Mm-hmm. So um, Faith went to Sacred Hearts Academy and I went to St. Louis High School and she was in seventh grade and I was in 10th uh, grade. Wasn't I eighth grade? Okay. Anyway, somewhere like eighth that. Grade, yeah. Something like that. And I was yeah, in high yeah. school when we met and um, yeah. and we've been, you know, writing and playing music ever since. So we we have a long history. Our, the first song she wrote was Danger. 
<laughs> it was pretty horrible. <laughs> no, it was good. You you were you know in the no, the, mel the melody was good, but it's just like bit, the knife in his back and a something. Oh. It's like I was I was all into those detective shows, you know, like Moonlighting. But the oh. the hook the hook was and it's danger. That's what he's living for. It was so cheesy. But Daniel <laughs> created this amazing <laughs> piano part and. um yeah, I don't know, Daniel. I'm just so, when I think back, um, all the experiences and opportunities I've had because, you know, I was able to be with you on the musical path, I'll, I'll be forever grateful. You know, because of Daniel, I got to hear our music played mm. with the Honolulu Symphony. I mean, we got we got to be with them. And so I, I haven't made it on all his worldwide trips. <laughs> I have I have kids now, but I... You know, I'm just so grateful as a part of it. But I have to say, um, I mean, as you're listening to Daniel, I'm sure you can hear there are many things that are attributed, you know, to your success. But one of them definitely is the continued passion. I mean, this is a question. I wonder, were you ever jaded? And I maybe I think there were moments. However, your passion outweighed it because you never stopped. I mean, what kept you, keeps you going to keep recreating yourself? Well, early on, in, mm -hmm. early on in my life, it was desperation. And that was to you you know, try to earn a living. Yeah. And, you know, I, yeah. I, I came here when I was 18 years old. I went to music school. My dad had a stroke, moved back to oh. Hawaii for a couple of years. Oh. And, you know, I took care of him. And then I needed to, I really felt like I needed to pursue my passion because that's all I've ever known or wanted to do. Mm -hmm. um, so I went back to LA and it was either... You know, I'd, I'd have to not just be able to support myself, but pay for his meals on wheels, his physical therapy wow. from the age of like 20, 20. Wow. 21 years old and wow. did it for the next 20 something years. And as people get older, you know, it it turns into live in caregiving. Yeah. And it turns into, yeah. you know, tuition and all kinds of other things. And and in order to do what I loved, I had to do a lot of things and work and do things I didn't want to do and yeah. seven days a week. And, um, but in the process, you know, well, doing music though, doing, doing music. music. Yeah. I, yeah. I, say I that. decided that I wouldn't do anything else because that would be time spent away from developing skill set. Mm -hmm. anything mm -hmm. relevant to, you know, my goal of being a composer or a musician, like mm -hmm. editing a video or learning audio engineering mm -hmm. or whatever, it served a common goal. And, it also was, you know, income. If I played keyboards or bass for someone, or you know, you Arranged. still thing is about yeah. learning and developing. And and as you get better, more opportunities become available. As you, you know, build your reputation. And um, but I needed to do that to survive. So that was the first twenty years of my career, like twenty something years. And then you get <laughs> to a point where you know I I. Um, you know, my my goals changed and I decided, okay, I'm going to do original music and just art. I'm not going to run a record label or, you know, have, you know, all kinds of things and really focus on doing uh, less, more sincere and um, art. Wait, wait, wait. And we're forgetting where does it fit in when you had your first, you know, big commercial success was uh, Kilauea, your smooth jazz band or group right that was did you love team. that part did you that music i mean it's beautiful music i don't know skip if you listen to kilauea back then yeah well yeah um uh, 
uh, that was 1990 to 95. Um, and wow, that was my start in the music business. I learned about producing in the studio, about leading a band, about touring. And for me, at the in my early 20s, 22 or whatever, 23, um, I was not make, just making a living, but, you know, I was actually seeing the United States, like, playing between the Twin Towers at the World Trade Center with my band. Wow, I didn't know that. Wow. Um, or it, at Disney World in Orlando, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and wow. So know, enjoying I, it. Yeah, enjoying it. But yeah. it was also my paying the due stage because I signed a contract where I didn't make any artist royalties. The producer, mm. all my touring money for the first two years, traveled with us, did all kinds. Of, you know, I mean, that's yeah. everybody's story in the music business because, yeah. you know, but it's... but the gift in all of that. There's a lot of gifts. Yeah, yeah so mm. here's, here's the gift that I just realized that, you know, <laughs> later on in life, in my 50s. So the person that I worked for was really mean and controlling. Wow. And I would get hives and hemorrhoids from all the stress. Oh my God. On me all the time. It was, it was, it was rough. Yeah. But I paid my wow. dues because I needed to pay for my dad's care. Wow. Um, mm -hmm. And, and I had to pay whatever, all the things, car insurance, medical, yeah. mortgage, whatever. Right. So yeah. I did it. Yeah. And, you know, the gift looking back on it now is as soon as I got to that record deal, I started, I had, billboard radio radio yeah records right i yeah. used those credentials to start my own label yeah and mm. got distribution and in 1995 i said i am never going to have a record <laughs> company agent or manager ever again and yes 2023 <laughs> yeah and looking back on that is if that person had been amicable and pleasant and whatever i would have given stayed you would have stayed how mm -hmm. many albums mm -hmm. And how many years of my life to somebody else yeah. instead of developing my own path and forging, you know, my own future. And yeah. as a result, you know, you know, hundreds of albums later from 1995 on, we have, you know, our publishing, our master rights and all kinds of books, mm -hmm. 14 books, you know, just mm -hmm. there's a lot of things that we've done that that mm -hmm. I look back on. It's like, yeah, it's small time stuff. Mm -hmm. but. It's things that we believe, my wife and I, you know, work to, Lydia, we work together on this. Yeah. It's what we really believe in with wholeheartedly. And that was a gift. When at mm -hmm. the time, like not a gift, right? Yeah. <laughs> that was hell. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> and, you know, Daniel, I mean, your success story is your six-time Grammy winner. Um, you've been recognized. And I, if, I, if I'm correct, Faith, you and Daniel just did a project that was nominated. For Grammy? Well, I, I just got to be a part of one song. So I was but lucky. Still, you're in the mix, baby. Yeah. Don't, don't downplay Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're I, hanging out with the genius I'm a part of this story. <laughs> well, no, um, there, you know, Faith's music to this day, I perform it in every show. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Along for the ride, off to work. Mm -hmm. I mean, <laughs> songs that we've written, you know, 20 mm -hmm. something years ago, I perform at every show. And these albums, like um, an album we did a couple years ago on uh, uh, East West Players, yeah, yeah, yeah. was nominated yeah. for a Grammy, and you know, "Living in Paradise," our song is on there, and mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. so it's music that I really believe in. It's music that speaks of our lives growing up mm -hmm. in Hawaii, mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. and I will always perform it, always share it. And mm-hmm. you know, we perform it in Greenland. <laughs> at our Yay! But my, a little piece of me is traveling. <laughs> That's it. Exactly. And so, you know, mm-hmm. I'm I'm so grateful for this music that that we've mm-hmm. created and in you know to to represent it to honor it to share it um i'm doing a just finished writing a solo musical uh oh, for really? ukulele and, and i'm playing ukulele oh. and slacky guitar is and, it your life kind of or no some other fictional storyline that's fantastic and a, a friend uh, gary san angel wrote the book and these songs are in it so, what is it called? What is your work? Touring on called? Dreams. Touring on Dreams. Soaring. Soaring. Soaring on Touring Dreams. On dreams. Oh, yeah. That's so I play beautiful. piano and slack key guitar and ukulele in it. And um, we're going to start presenting it uh, the middle of next year. At some of those big solo shows or the. Well, it's a 55 minute musical. And I think, well, the writer, Gary, uh, believes that it, it, it would resonate best in theaters like 50 to 100 um, where it's a little more intimate got it um so yeah it, it it'll be um uh you know i did a musical once that way i played ukulele and acted uh-huh. on i just loved doing it we did it at the broad stage in santa monica uh-huh that's right and i love the experience so much i wanted to do something oh, that, wow. I can, that i can just perform and yes. an ensemble if I need to, or a string quartet if I need to, yes. or you know other actors, but also be able to do it alone. Alone, that's amazing. Alone. Well, that's absolutely yeah. amazing. It's a great segue <laughs> because we have a video of yours that we're going to play. And if you're listening from the podcast, you'll hear the music. But if you're watching this as a video podcast, you'll see the video, which is absolutely amazing. Can you tell us a little bit about what we're about to see? Yes. So. This year, earlier this year, I met a wonderful artist from Uganda. His name is uh-huh. Eddie Kenzo. He was nominated for a Grammy in Global Music Performance. And um, he has a beautiful story. He's been, he was homeless <laughs> as a kid for 13 years. Wow. And when you meet him, you'll think like, this guy's brilliant. He's yeah. like, he's so together, so smart and a, a very loving spirit. Mm-hmm. So I don't think, Uganda is an easy place to grow up. <laughs> wow. um, yeah. There are all yeah. kinds of things going on politically and socially and things like that. But his message is just all about love. Mm. Each other, taking care of each other. And and um, so we met and he said, you know, let's, I said, I love this ukulele. I love this. <laughs> I write a song about it. <laughs> his idea to write a song. Oh my God. The ukulele. Wow. He said, it's such a happy sound. And so after the Grammys, um, um, we we're both nominated and, and, you know, weren't successful. But, you know, <laughs> that Friday following, uh, he said, you know, let's let's meet for coffee and and talk about doing something together. So I'm driving over and he said, hey, I'm in the studio right now. You want to just meet me in the studio and bring bring your ukulele and guitar? And <laughs> OK, so Friday and wow. in five hours the song on oh my god and then we're like this is this is neat something <laughs> happened I, I don't write like that i no you I'm don't like, we have to painstakingly <laughs> do lyrics yeah. okay and so saturday saturday i i i i call him up and i said hey eddie since you're in town before you leave for uganda 
let's do a music video. And he's like, okay. Kelly Isabalos, I work with Halau Hula Kelly Ionalani, who was nominated this year for their album Live at the Getty Center. I call him up and I say, hey, you know, can we do a video tomorrow morning? And we'll meet in Palace Verdes and there's this park and, you know, whatever. And he said, okay, let me see what I can put together. Oh, my God. And he got 14 people. Those 14 oh, wow. people in the video, right? That's amazing. He show up at 8 o'clock in the morning. Lydia filmed the whole thing. Oh, my with, God. With, you know, because I am I um, I study with Faith Knows David Ho, who we yeah. grew up with as well. And he's my yeah. mentor. He taught me how to audio engineer, play guitar. Everything. Yeah. And now he has a, I mean, he has a post-production business he's had for 20 years from editing movies. So he taught me about camera work and filming and dating, <laughs> all this kind of stuff. And in a very serious way, like he does it at a high, le- very high level. And so I bought an A7S3. I got the camera, you know, your lady will use this, you know. <laughs> she filmed it in three hours. What the hell? Um, that, so I know that, that song and video was done the, in a weekend in three days wow that's amazing that's magic that's magic and the name of the song title. is ukulele how do you ukulele. ukulele okay Esanyu. Esanyu is the what does that mean? word for joy yes Esanyu. Esanyu. that's amazing oh. well let's take a look at this here mm-hmm. we go <laughs> Let us bounce from 
Listening in on the podcast, I'm just going to um, invite them to go check out the, the video. Uh, just search on YouTube or even if they mm -hmm. went to your website, right, Daniel Ho. Yeah. So inspiring. Yeah. So, so welcome back to Voices of Unity, y'all. And that was our little <laughs> musical break there. Um, yes. A couple of things I need to ask you about. If someone wants to purchase a ukulele, how can they do it? Can they go directly to you? Yes. Well, um, Romero Creations. Right is the company that that I work with and um, it's uh, Pepe Romero Jr. who's a world-class classical guitar luthier. Mm -hmm. His father is Pepe Romero, the you know, the maestro oh, yes. classical guitar. Yeah, yeah. And um, we design ukuleles like the one you saw in the video. And um, they're just beautiful instruments mm -hmm. and Romero right. creations would be, uh, it's, it's a wonderful company and Pepe is a beautiful person. And I, I've been, well, we've been working together for 12 years. <laughs> what, what about the shaker lele? I saw the ukulele shape shaker. Yeah. Is that on your website, Daniel? Um, it's not on my website, but Ohana Ukuleles. Oh, okay. I um, remember that. Releases okay. the shape, my shaker lele and my bongo lele, which is a little bongo yes. cajon. Yes. And those percussion instruments are with Ohana Ukuleles and Louis Wu, who owns Ohana Ukuleles, they're based down here in Long Beach, where you used to live. Oh, yeah, yeah. In Signal Hill. And um, just beautiful people. Yes. Like these, these people for me are lifetime, lifelong collaborators. Um, they're open minded, and I, I come up with these crazy ideas, and you know, <laughs> they become reality. And then people yes. play them and share them. And it's just well, wonderful to see. And as an artist, you know, more important than actually being good is we're kind of searching for uniqueness, you know, something mm. that makes us who we are. And for me, you know, it starts with the sound, the instrument itself. And then it goes to, you know, what do you play on it? Composition and then arranging and then how do you capture it? Recording and then, you know, mixing, mastering and graphic design, which is like the framing of it and, and oh studying all you know, the vertical integration, I guess that's technical term you'd call it, but the process from the tree, like with Pepe, I have the opportunity to start with the spalted mango wood or the phoenix <laughs> wood or the oh my God. Brazilian rosewood and say, this is the sound that we need to make this instrument. Can we oh. do that? Mm. And build the tone from the instrument shape and design itself. And that's a gift. And, you know, working with other people who are, you know, at masters of their craft allows you to ask questions and to learn about those things. Well, that's what's beautiful in this video too. Like when you think about the thought and care, right, that went into the instruments you're playing and then even uh, Kelly and his halal, you know, but then to have all of those years of mastery like combine in a moment of creativity. I mean, I think that song is going to be like, 
so joyful and healing for so many people around the world. And it's funny because when you listen to the groove too, right, I'm feeling like some Latin influence yeah. too, right? That's in there with the Uganda, yep. with the Hawaiian. I mean, it's it's everything mm -hmm. we talk about on this show where it's all playing together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Um, and a Uganda-Hawaii collaboration. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are you like, going to no, do next? No. <laughs> That's amazing. When Uganda discovered the ukulele because yeah. of Eddie Kenzo and this song, like oh. they didn't know what it even was before. Oh, hula for that matter, right? Mm. What is hula, you know? Yeah. And so, and then to have a positive message, let us be instruments of joy and love. Yes. Yes. It means oh changing the planet. Yeah. So it means so much to me to, to, have that message and to yeah. for it to be you know a cultural exchange in that way is, yes. is even more beautiful so you know the instruments the hula you know kumu keli'i can mm. do something like that in the morning because he he's had his halal for 32 years wow. yeah three generations of people dancing for him that you see like little oh kids oh my gosh you know, high school mm. and kupuna and hey, you know. hey daniel what is your process of creating do you start, maybe you might get a tune in your head first and then you get some lyrics or the lyrics will come and then you'll look for the music. What is your process? Uh, broadly speaking, it, it, it actually comes from every direction. And um, I, I would say that I lean a lot on my training. So my compositional, melodic compositional techniques are based in classical music, techniques mm. like... Um, these are terms that you don't you need to know, but like diatonic transposition or inversion, inversion retrograde, and you know things that you use to construct the melody from a short theme, da 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 dum, mm -hmm. and then a diatonic transposition would be da 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 dum, three repeated notes and a step, a skip down. Um, harmonically, I I studied with Dick Grove and Ray Wessinger, who was a band director at St. Louis High School oh, in Hawaii. Right. Yeah. And he played with the Stan Kenton band and was the assistant music director at MGM. So jazz is my vertical. Um, mm. and, then, and with jazz, if you kind of understand the complexity of jazz harmony, it kind of allows you to understand everything else because it's, it's pretty sophisticated. And then um, rhythm, there are three main elements to music, melody, harmony, and rhythm. And rhythm, I use world music rhythms because mm -hmm. you know, Afro-Cuban rhythms, Latin, African, mm -hmm. Indian, you mm. know, that really are rhythm-centric. Mm -hmm. uh, those are the ones that I, I study and look at to, to try to develop my sense of rhythm. And then wherever inspiration comes, whether it be from, you know, sitting in the back of an SUV in Mongolia or... <laughs> or or working with Eddie Kenzo and you know in the studio or something like that, then it goes through this process, and then whatever comes out is influenced by everything you kind of already have in your bag of tricks. <laughs> I'm always trying to learn because now in collaborating with people, like I have to be at their level to collaborate with that culture. For instance, if I wanted to do Afro-Cuban music, I need to understand rhythm as as well as Louise Conti. <laughs> dummying down their culture and music to accommodate <coughs> the foreigner. And uh -huh, that's not uh -huh. fair at all whatsoever. It's not respecting someone else's culture or art mm -hmm. form. So for me to do to work with different kinds of people, I have to be respectful of their art by being in a place where like, yeah, I can 
I can collaborate. Well, how was how was the collaboration on that song? Did he already have a groove and you played on top, or did you develop the melody together? How did this particular song, Ukulele, Esanyu, right? Is what it's called, yeah. He had yeah. the groove, the um, the keyboard. The dun, dun, the bass, dun. Yeah. And then on top of that, we played it in the studio. And then I played ukulele, bongo lele, shaker lele. He worked on the melody. We collaborated on, on the English words. Uh -huh. um, Lydia uh -huh. even had some input on that. And then I went home and I played talking drum, which is an African drum. I played udu, which is... I a, remember that. Yeah, I love yeah, that. Along, yeah. along for the ride. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, just the shakers and the kashishis and, and all the... Kashishi? What's a kashishi? <laughs> It's like a rattan shaker, a big rattan. Oh, okay. And, <laughs> Just um, sounds funny. <laughs> what I wanted to do is so all the acoustic instruments that are layered over the electronic keyboard and um, uh -huh. drum groove, uh -huh. I wanted it to be as as organic Live. as possible because Got it. my whole passion is world um, acoustic music because yes. I feel like acoustic instruments are timeless. Oh, you mm. can feel that shaker, Daniel. I mean, in that track, you can feel it. And and let yeah. me say this. Daniel produced my first, my very first album, which was, I was doing math, Daniel. I'm like, was that 30 years ago? <laughs> like, what the, am I that old? But anyway, it stands the test of time. I can still play it today, you know? Yeah. So, you so know, thank um, you. <laughs> something we don't what, often realize, but I look back on music and there's an 80s snare drum sound. You know, there's a, a keyboard yes. sound that happens yes. in the 90s. Like, there's there are things that designate a certain time period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, a piano is just a piano. A guitar is just a guitar. <laughs> a shake lele is a shake lele. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and so I, when I started the label in 1995, I decided it was going to be an acoustic label because um, I wanted that organic sound. And, and unique combinations of it. So I always use mm -hmm. it, which is a Hawaiian gourd, a, a traditional Hawaiian percussion instrument, instead of kick and snare. Like Wait, what? Like you mean on all the recordings that I even know? You, um, you don't, in, you don't in use a, a kick? My uh -huh. pieces, for example, Napana Elua. Oh, the um, Hawaiian songs. Okay, okay. Yeah. I, I thought our pop songs. I was like, I don't remember you using... Uh, well, pop songs, Hawaiian. you know, I, I, do, I do drums sometimes, but I'm kind of getting more away from choosing a, a standard drum set because as i mentioned earlier you know i'm kind of always in search of uniqueness and that yeah, can come yeah. by playing the exact same parts you would on a drum set like boom, on something else boom. but yeah. do it on an ipuheke oh Got it. Look, that's look. interesting <laughs> uh oh it. he's showing us something what is this where this is an ipuheke yeah, okay. it's gourd and how and is it sounds... different Ipu heke. Okay. Uh, ipu is just, you know, one. Yeah, the gourd. like two, and it's bigger, and it has this amazing sound. Listen here. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. that, instead of a cajon, instead of a kick and snare, instead of uh -huh. anything anyone uses to play those voices, I do it on uh -huh. this, because nobody does it on this. Yeah. <laughs> and you I are unique. Yes, you are. Unique. Yeah, so anyway, you know, an ukulele <laughs> that is based on a lute, which is what this is, um, has its own unique sound. And it's, and the, those, the combination of all these little elements put together, um, it's kind of like if you're writing a book, your choice of words, the way you mm. say, you know, Reverend Skip, that would be you and your sound and your voice mm -hmm. and yeah. your, your point of view as well, the way you 
view things. Okay, so this is like asking, what is your favorite child? Okay, so what is your favorite <laughs> instrument to 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 make music with? Because you're so incredible, a lot of different instruments. What's your favorite instrument? Yes. Um, you know, an instrument to take with me everywhere is the ukulele. Okay. I, I love it because I can work on all my guitar stuff, my technique, and write songs and play songs and have it with me. I, if I'm going to happy hour at a bar, I bring a small ukulele and I jam with the <laughs> lounge music playing and I practice improvising. You know, you cannot do that with the piano. At a piano, you, happy sit, hour, you stare at the same ukulele. wall. I love it. <laughs> you know, but the piano is the grandest of all instruments. You have yeah, I was going to ask, what if it could travel with you or you could like be beamed up? Would you choose that if you could just choose? If the piano is just the most amazing instrument, but I also love the voice because it is more expressive than than any of any of them, right? But different songs. I mean, I mean, tell me your experience. But I feel like I couldn't write a ukulele song on a piano. I mean, I could, but there's just a different feel when I'm writing to a stringed instrument versus a yeah, piano I'm song puts me somewhere else. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and to really write for an ukulele, you need to understand exactly how it sounds mm -hmm. in each registers, oh, yeah. what the strings are, know. how they can play together, what chord wow. voicing sound best. And you, you can write notes for an ukulele, but yeah. to compose for the instrument, yes. you'd have to know it. Yeah. So and I don't think your husband plays the ukulele, correct? What? Your husband plays the ukulele, right? I mean, he took from Roy Sakuma. It's yes. I like as a hobby. Not like Daniel Ho. Yeah. I know, but do you, do you play? You do, do you play? I only key? play in the key of C on particular songs when I have to play it. But oh I am my not. God. Well, because I am not. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not it. a technician. Do you hear how Daniel talks? I just tell you, we were a Hands duo down, my favorite ukulele player right here. Yeah. Hands down. <laughs> I Hands couldn't down. play shaker. Like he had me practice the shaker, yeah. and it was actually hard. Like I it's didn't hard. know. <laughs> I was like, after I play the shit, he goes, go work on it. Come back. It's so oh my hard. goodness. Yeah. <laughs> but the other thing I love about ukulele, it's not pretentious at all. It has four strings yeah. like a violin, mm -hmm. but man, it's just an instrument of community. You can just sit and play Beatles songs or ABBA songs, you know, <laughs> and, and just play and have fun and enjoy music. And that's what it's mm -hmm. for. But mm -hmm. it's also capable of anything well, any four string so instrument so. can do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, don't you have another project, Daniel? Well, oh, wait, wait. First, before you go to the second project, um, your work with Eddie Kenzo, is it just a single for now or do you have a full album coming? What's, what's going uh, on with that? It's just a single and he, okay. he has an album that just came out called uh, Positivity and there's 19 oh, wow. songs in it. So it's one of the songs on his album. Wow. Um, okay. And then I... I just released an album with my childhood friend who went to your high school, Tia Carrere. Oh, uh, okay. I love Tia. Wait, yeah, did, was that in the her. link? Okay, tell me about that. Yeah, it was It that. was in the first link I sent. So, this, um, okay. so we've been playing music together since I was 14 in high school. And so Tia, you know, went on to be a movie star. Yes. And I went to music. So and, awesome. um, and then Uncle George Kahumoku Jr., um, we've done 14 albums together yes. and we started playing oh. together in 1997. Wow. And so we just did a tour last year uh, through the U Western U.S. and recorded a live album called oh, Live on goodness. Tour. And 
Uncle George has four Grammys and Tia has two. And then, you know, I'm, and it, you know, for all these decades of playing music together, we finally did a live album of us doing, um, you know, our music. Wow. Filmed it as well. Filming is like such a big part of, of getting your music out there these days because mm-hmm. everything is on social media and video mm-hmm. and Instagram, Facebook, you know. Yeah. And, and so we, you know, have video of the concert and um, it's a very special project of original and traditional Hawaiian music. Wow. Oh, that's amazing. So and, amazing. And it's released already? Yep. It's already out? You can okay. find it at danielho.com. Okay. And it's on Apple Music and iTunes. Okay. I actually don't do streaming per se. I mean, I do on Apple Music because I'm with iTunes. Um, but Spotify <laughs> and things like that, they pay artists 0.004 cents a song. Mm-hmm. And Peter Frampton just posted, uh, he said, I just got 55 million streams on Baby I Love Your Way. Peter Frampton. Uh-huh. Said, I got paid $1,700. Wow. And my goodness. If you think about 0.004 cents per play, I added, I just did the math, and that's pretty much exactly what it is 0.005 <laughs> cents or whatever. But as a composer, right? So I started in 1990 and I, back in the 90s, earned 80% of my income writing music and publishing royalties, right? And that's all gone away with streaming because you can just get stuff for, you know, a subscription and very little money. And um, I don't subscribe to it because it doesn't help me at all. I, 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 if I need to have 55 million streams to make $1,700, I don't even have enough money to write the next song. <laughs> That's an absolutely incredible $1,700 for how many? 55 million. No. Yep, it's on his, I think his Twitter or X post. I, I took a screenshot because, you know, it's important to understand nobody gets 55 million streams on a song unless you have a hit song like that, right? So we got to ask the question. I mean, this is where we have moved to. Yes. It's streaming. It's all that. But there has to be for our listeners who are inspired musicians who want to play and create music for the love of it. Give them some words of inspiration because we need creativity. We, we are born to be creative beings. But it's not about getting the streams, although it is about getting the streams or getting your music out there. I mean, what, what is the answer here? Um, I don't think there's any, it would be different for everyone. And depending on what kind of music you do, like um, if you want to give everything away um, and for the exposure, I mean, exposure is nice and all, but it doesn't pay the bills, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, what I do because I'm such a small company it's just me and my wife Lydia um I do I do a lot of different things I I design instruments and that's a big part of my uh my business you know is is creating unique instruments ukuleles guitar baritone guitar ukuleles and percussion instruments um so that's a diversifying writing books teaching so I have 14 
educational and song books because that's a great way to share music. Like an instrumental album that I did, Polani, was nominated for a Grammy many years ago, over 10 years ago. And someone said, you have to write a, you should write a book about it because it's easy and people would want to learn how to play it. And it doesn't get airplay, right? (laughs) Zero airplay anywhere. Mm -hmm. How would anyone ever find out about Mm -hmm. your music? Mm-hmm. Either you play it live in Korea or da, 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 whatever, or write it out so mm-hmm. they can actually look at the tab and notation and learn how to play it for themselves. Mm-hmm. So that was the beginning of publishing books because mm-hmm. people buy the books and they want to learn how to play it. And you can go on um, Instagram or Facebook and see, or YouTube and see all these people playing the music from oh, the yeah. it's, it's amazing. Everything. And they teach, teachers teach their students. So Yamaha yeah. has a music program in Japan and they have, you know, five of my songs in their curriculum. So all wow. these thousands of students that go through every year would be teaching songs. So in other words, there's a creative ways to, um, depending on the genre you're in, to find alternatives to mainstream stuff. Because it's so hard to get above the noise mm-hmm. if, you know, you got your computer and you lay down a drum. <laughs> okay i'm putting keyboard on whatever and you do and you sound like everybody else and then Mm -hmm. you go on spotify and you're one of the many you actually want to try to be one of the few which goes back Mm -hmm. to uniqueness whatever it is it's your look your instrument is your sound (laughs) way you write melodies but it takes a lot of knowledge ability or just pure genius yeah to do to do that well but you cannot rely on genius Right, because Ooh. it's an unknown. You can go to the south of France and, you know, sit on the beach and wait for a melody to to come to you out of pure inspiration, yeah. or you can have the technique to, when you have to write that film score, and you have to come up with something beautiful. You know how to do it. Yeah. Well, it is with that. It is with that beatbox one more time, brother. That was. Good. <laughs> yeah, is that good? No, He's good, right? Beatbox one more time. Come on, one more time. <laughs> Oh my God, brother, that was good. Well, I, 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 and then the other thing too is to be, to, to to learn. I mean, to continually learn and evolve and awareness. Like, I, I work on. I used to play the drumline in high school in St. Louis High School Marching Band, but I work mm-hmm. on my paradiddles and double stroke rolls in my rhythm with the metronome every day on a drum pad, right by my keyboard, because I want to have the most impeccable Rats. rhythm. Then I can join a club like playing Chick Corea's band or something, which I can't do. I'm not good enough. Yes, you can. That is so dope. <laughs> I'm not. I'm totally not good enough. And I, I'm well aware that I'm not good enough, right? But eventually, oh yeah. I'm going to be, you know, 65 years old, but I'm going to eventually what? do an Indian collaboration with tabla players, right? Oh, my God. But right now, I cannot. So, well, let me... <laughs> well, no. I want to I jump in. I have to jump in because... I mean, okay, Daniel will not claim genius status, but I, I know that um, in his intention and in the way you live your life, you really do, you know, you do everything you can to yeah. to get the skills and the mindset and all that. So for the rest of you, because we are all not like Daniel, <laughs> I wanted He's to be like Daniel. He's in genius status. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that I, I mean, I do believe, I mean, I know the Spotify thing is not like, 
yeah, not ideal at all. Yeah. And I still believe there is a place um, for everyone. And depending on what your intention is for the music you're creating, you know, I, I kind of entered into this TV film world and all these people that are writing for it. And it's different. It's a whole other standard, yeah. you know, from what Daniel's talking about. And I see them have at, at, at their levels, you know, these successful careers that, that make them happy. So I think at the heart of it, um, you know, you just have to really decide what's yeah. important to you. I will say, though, I I still wish I could channel more of Daniel uh, of your I don't know if it's the business sense, but the commitment, you know, for your business. Like I now that I have kids, Daniel, and I don't know that I was ever driven by that anyway. Um, and I don't know, somehow life takes care of me and Nolan, I open myself up to receive. Um, but I've so much been more driven by, it sounds so selfish, but I think the artist in me and not so much maybe my solo artist needs, but right now I'm having fun exploring all these different styles. Um, and, yeah. and, but I do want to be cool. more mindful, you know, cause you, yeah. Daniel's really, you've really built um, this catalog and also, you know, you have a legacy to pass on, which I just, you know, I really honor you for that. And Faith, as a keeper yeah. of the time, you know what time it is. Oh, sexy spiritual pebble time? Yeah, tell <laughs> Daniel what the SSP is, please. <laughs> it's at the end of our show where we pick the one sexy spiritual pebble. You pick like... um a mic drop moment or just something, a thought that hits you a point that was shared in our time together that maybe you're going to take, take with you. So, so I have to think about with mine. Faith. Let's begin with faith. Or, um, can, <laughs> well, 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 I'm just, okay. Let me tell you what the se sexy spiritual pebble for me is that mm -hmm. I want to learn how to play the ukulele <laughs> and, and get down with the get down and go to your website and, and connect with you. Um, only because I'm also a collector of drums and instruments and I facilitate sound baths or, and I use crystal singing bowls, but I saw one that's in your video that looks so amazing. It just captured my eyes, the carving of that. Um, I, okay. I'm attracted to the ukulele now and that's my SSP. So thank you, brother. Faith, what's yours? Pepe Romero. Okay. Thank you, you so get... much. Yeah. He's... Hey, Faith, what's your SSP today? Oh, there's so many when I'm with Daniel. Um, what's the word? You know what? I'm going to take it's 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 inspired by the song, the collaboration that you did with Kerry Enzo, The Joy of the Ukulele. And what mm. I can hear when you're sharing about you you said all these technical terms I don't even know. You know, you covered so <laughs> you covered so much, but you know what there is? There there's joy behind that. And I think mm. I mean, I think I'm going to interview you when you're 80. And uh, you know who knows what? Who knows what you would have made up? You would have worked mm -hmm. with the Greenland people. But there's there's this joy that that keeps propelling you forward. And for myself, I I, I would want that. You know, the joy mm -hmm. and the not only just joy for the sake of it, but the joy to be the best that you can be. That's what I'm yeah. taking. That's what you've always cool. shown me. So wow. that's a good one. Okay. <laughs> All right, Daniel. So now it's your chance. What's your SSP? <laughs> My SSP would be in, in you know reconnecting with faith. Mm -hmm. And listening to how she's living her life, where she's living her life with yeah. her family and things that are important to her. Mm -hmm. um, I think I've probably let let that part of that part of my life is not not as developed mm -hmm. um, because my passion is just kind of 
what it is and and talking mm-hmm. about Nolan and your kids and then coming <laughs> to support you and, and having all of that. It, it's, yeah. it's beautiful and it's 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 mm-hmm. super, super important to make us whole. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, my brother Daniel, where mm-hmm. can we find you? Where can people connect with you and get the goodness of this beautiful, beautiful music that you're putting out there? Where can people well, connect with you? Um, well, I'm I'm at danielho.com. And everything is there. And I'm also, you know, quite often on Instagram at Daniel Ho Creations on Instagram oh, and Facebook. Oh. Like um, doing live? Doing live? No, I don't. Oh, okay, I don't okay, okay, live, okay. Um, okay. Because, because, you know, my my thing with producing videos is if I put something out there, I want it to be the audio to be the I know, quality, I know. Okay, <laughs> and 10 bit for two, two, you know. I don't want to just like... Do what we do. Got it. Like this. <laughs> do it. I'm kidding. But, um, so yeah, Wait. but you know, I I love to learn from people, interact. I've learned from you guys today, Reverend Skip, and you know mm. about your writing and what you do, and mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I'm just just keep moving forward, be aware, and keep learning. And I think my my thing that I'm realizing at 55 years old in life is that time. Like we just don't know how much of it we have yeah. left, and mm-hmm. I, I just want to make the most of it in every possible way. Yeah, every yeah, minute, pretty awesome. Every and just keep trying, whether it's doing something for someone or doing something positive yeah. in the world. Because you know, there's a lot of negativity going around, which mm. we didn't even talk about at all because we don't need. Yeah. To. We didn't. <laughs> so much good stuff. Hey, Faith, where can we find you, sis? Oh, they know faithrivera.com and all the socials at Faith Rivera Music. Um, I'm going to leave it at that. If you want to join me on Wednesdays, there's a Zoom and in person, yeah. Let It Out Singing Move class hosted by stillandmovingcenter.com. It would be beautiful to, to see you all there. Yeah, for all the new people who are just starting to tune in and follow us, they want to know about you. Sis. I know. I'm like, <laughs> thank you. They want to know about the beautiful creativity that you're putting out there. Hey, y'all, you can follow me at skipjennings.com. Find out more information about Sacred Travels, a t-shirt line. This t-shirt line, I haven't even mentioned, yes, it's called the Awake Shop, uh, org. You can go there, get your spiritual t-shirts. And you can also find out how you can travel with me to Bali, Thailand, um, where else Alaska. am I going? Alaska, Alaska. and Costa Rica. Yeah, you know, Costa Rica. 25 and 24 and 25 is going to be sacred travels. Um, make sure you follow us on our social media, which is Voices of Unity on Instagram and on Facebook. We're sending a shout out to our brother, Chad. He will be back with us probably the next one. We love you. But follow him at Chad Bradford one on all the social medias. Faith Mm -hmm. Rivera music on all the social medias and make sure you share our podcasts with people. Make sure you go to mind, body, spirit, FM and follow us. FM and follow us. So that's what we're here to do. Daniel, this is truly, truly, truly amazing. Thank you so much, brother. Thank you. Thanks for having me on your show. Everyone go buy go buy um what is it? Ukulele is sanyu. There you go. Yeah. (laughs) And everyone remember transformation is a choice and we can choose today. Be well and be blessed. Thank you, everyone. Aloha. Thank you.
Subscribe, like, and share. Spread the love. I'm Suzanne Giesman, and if you've ever wondered about life after death or if it's possible to connect with a higher consciousness, I invite you to join me for my podcast, Messages of Hope. It's my mission to share with you that our loved ones who have passed are always with us and we are so very loved. I want to teach you how to live a consciously connected and divinely guided life. Listen here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.